the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. I greet you all in the greeting words of peace of Aisha On behalf of the Nation of Islam, on behalf of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, we thank you and we welcome each and every one of you for joining us on this beautiful Sunday morning to hear the life-giving, life-changing, life-redeeming message of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as taught by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We are such a blessed and highly favored people that Allah would find favor to have love for us. We've done nothing to earn or deserve his love. But Allah loves us so much that each of us that can hear my voice, he allowed us to wake up this morning. And no matter what our conditions are, some of us conditions, some of our conditions are worse than others. But Almighty God Allah has given each of us a chance, one more day, to change our lives and follow and submit to him. And in the twinkling of Allah, Allah can perform a miracle and change your life totally if we just follow him. We thank Allah for his favor in giving to us the father of all fathers, the honorable Elijah Muhammad. Praise be to Allah. And we thank Allah for that father, for giving to us his spiritual son, which is a father to all of us the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Praise be to Allah. Without the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, we would have nothing to say. We'd have no podium to say it from. We'd have no platform, no narrative, no nothing if it were not for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. All praises are due to Allah. And as we move forward in our program, I'd like to quote from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, our Savior has arrived. One topic that we all need, which is the friendship of Allah God. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad writes, the friendship of Allah is the kind of friendship and refuge that all should seek. We submit ourselves to the will of Allah, to do his will so that Allah God may be pleased to do for us and to be our friend. To have the Supreme Being as our friend and to have him befriend us, we could not hope for a better friend. He is worth all other friends combined. Concerning faith in Allah, the Bible teaches you and me that Allah met Abraham and upon submission, he was able to get the honor of being the friend of God because Abraham submitted to the will of God. The history of Abraham is the history of all of the righteous who submit to do the will of Allah. They are successful. These are the words of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad continue. I am so happy to know that I have a friend in Allah. Never before in all my life could I say that I've had a friend. The friendship of Allah is the kind of friendship that we all should have. He says, and if you love Allah, he will love you. He will be your friend and protect you from the evil planning of this evil world. Brothers and sisters, we know we need a friend. 
like Allah. To take us further into our program, please put your hands together and give a round of applause for Brother Jair Muhammad. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah who appeared in the person of Master Far Muhammad. And I bear witness that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad is his messenger Messiah. And I bear witness that the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan is their, their, is their divine reminder, servant, and one among us today. It is in their names that I would like to greet you all with the greeting words of peace and of paradise. Assalamu alaikum. I would like to first start off by thanking Almighty God, Allah, and his representative among us today, my wonderful teacher, our wonderful teacher, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and his student national assistant, student minister Ishmael Muhammad for allowing me the distinct honor and privilege of humbly standing before you all this morning. I just wanna spend these few moments bearing witness and thanking Allah for the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for the knowledge and the wisdom that they have bestowed upon us all to improve our condition and change our lives for the better so that we may become better men and better women. I thank Allah so much for blessing me with such a wonderful father who found the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad at such a young age and became a man that I am proud to be the son of, Brother Abdul Khalil Muhammad, a man that has faithfully traveled with the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan since he was about 21 years old. I know it's not very common to have a good father in a world as wicked as this and the way that this world has destroyed us as men and what it means to truly be a man. But the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad changes your condition for the better. It cleans up your life and takes the worst of our men and the worst of our women and makes them the most civilized, makes us the most dignified, and turns us into reformed human beings. That is the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and what it has to bow to do. In the book of Malachi, it talks about the beautiful work of Elijah, in that he will turn the hearts of the father to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. My father was my first example and has been such a great example for me to follow. You know, I can't lie, he's a little hard on me, but it's only for the better because he loves me so much and he sees the man that I, inshallah, have the potential to be and he just wants to aid me in that process. All praise is due to Allah. And so I cannot ask Allah for a better father. But my father definitely didn't just come out the womb as he is. But he has an example, and he is a follower of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and he is the best example that any of us could have. And I can never thank Allah enough, and I pray to Allah every night, and I thank Allah every night and every morning when I wake up for blessing us with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and raising him up as a divine leader, teacher, and guide for each and every one of us to follow. And he is a father figure in my life. And I have been blessed to be in his presence since I was very young. And he has been such a perfect example for us to follow. And he has taught me and is teaching me and us what it means to be a man, what it means to be a husband, what it means to be a father, and what it means to be a true student, and most of all, what it means to be a true Muslim and servant of God. All praise is due to Allah. As I close, I would like to just wish all of the fathers that I have, that have accepted their role of being a father and striving to be good examples for their children and to do what a father's job is to do, 
and to make their children go farther than them. But I would like to also thank Allah for the sisters that have, to, that have had to play both roles of mother and father. That's very difficult and that takes strength and courage. Brother Minister Ishmael Muhammad is gonna go into the subject of the value of black fatherhood. And I would like to bring up student minister Abel Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you all for these short moments. En el nombre de Allah, el benefico, el misericordioso. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his messenger. We greet you, brothers and sisters, in the greeting words of peace, which we say in the Arabic language. Assalamu alaikum. Which means in English, peace be unto you. En español significa la paz sea con usted. Dear brothers and sisters, in these trying times in which we live, a time of loss and fear. This day of judgment, the Holy Quran advises us in the second chapter in the 155th verse, that we shall certainly try you with something of fear and hunger and loss of property and lives and fruits and give good news to the patient who when a misfortune befalls them say, Surely we are Allah's, and to him we shall return. Certainly try you. When something is certain, that means it is sure, without a doubt. It is fixed, settled, inevitable, destined to occur. So we can all be sure that we will be tried, and today, many of us who are tuning in or sitting here, we may be under trial as we speak. As I and we look at these words from the Holy Quran, it brings to mind the prophet Job, who according to the Bible, God had blessed Job with children and wealth. And it says of Job in the Bible that there was no one like him in the earth a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. To eschew means to avoid or to shun. Yet this faithful servant, God allows Satan to try him. And Satan says he can get Job to turn. And it happens so that in one day, Job loses everything, his wealth, his family even. And the scripture says that Job arose and rent his mantle, rent his mantle. It means he was clutching something and turning it. He shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and doesn't say he lamented, it says he worshiped and said, Listen to Job's words after losing it all. Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. After this, God allows Job to experience terrible physical trials, and his friends and his wife even begin questioning his faith. His wife says to him that he should curse God and 
die. But Job does not. He keeps his faith. He endures it all, seeking answers from God, seeking strength and refuge in God. And God, in his own good time, responds to Job and restores him with double of what he had lost. What a beautiful example for us today in a time of trial. Almighty God, Allah has blessed us, the black nation, the poor and the suffering and the oppressed with the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan who provide us with divine guidance to the right path and warning us of the consequences if we reject and go astray. Their words from Allah increase us in faith and they are examples of the success and victory that comes when we put all of our trust in Him. When we turn to Him seeking refuge and when we surrender to His will, we can endure any trial and overcome, overcome every obstacle. Today, more than ever, we must seek refuge in Allah. We must make him sufficient for all that we need. We must seek his perfect guidance, trust, and follow it. Do not let doubt enter today. If God was sufficient for Job when he lost it all, he will be sufficient for you and I if we keep the faith, if we follow his divine guidance, if we follow the way set before us by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Do not get weary. All praise is due to Allah. So as we be prepared to hear from student minister Ishmael Muhammad this morning, I wanted to raise this quote from the book of Isaiah, the 43rd chapter. It says, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am your Lord, the, your God. I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Brothers and sisters, if you and I need a good word this morning, if you and I need guidance, if you and I need strength, if you and I need reassurance, if you and I need a way that is better than what we are facing and experiencing, you and I are tuned into the right program this morning to bring us a word to uplift us, to help us, to resurrect us from Allah through the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Please welcome to the rostrum the National Assistant Minister to the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, Student Minister Ishmael Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, the all wise, true, and living God, the Lord of all the worlds, we thank Allah for his many blessings. We thank him for his many gifts, his goodness, his mercy. We thank him for his guidance and instructions 
given to us through the mouths of his prophets, from Noah to Abraham, to Moses, to Jesus, to Muhammad, peace be upon these worthy servants. I thank Allah for his intervention in our affairs in the person of Master Fard Muhammad. I thank him for raising from the black man of America his messenger Messiah, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and giving to us today from himself a divine leader, teacher, guide, and warner in the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We greet you once again with the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. This day is called Father's Day. So we thought we should talk about black fatherhood and the value and role of father. I want to start by thanking Allah for my father, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, who was made by God to be a father of a nation, father of a fatherless people. I want to thank Allah for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, who has been in my life a father from the father and a father of this nation and God's people. Before the Honorable Elijah Muhammad departed, he told the minister that he could sit in his seat as a father over the house in his absence. I think we all can bear witness that he has been a loving father in the absence of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He means everything to me personally, as a man, as a believer, and as a son who did not know his father or meet his father until I was seven years of age. The minister has helped me personally, my brothers and sisters, and to all of us to understand the Father in his reality, mission, and work. I'm talking about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. 
So I thank Allah, not just today, every day is Father's Day. My beautiful wife came to me this morning as I was studying and preparing and gave me a hug and said, Happy Father's Day. I said, Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Every father that has been blessed to become a father is, is a father because of a woman. So Father's Day is Mother's Day. Mother's Day is Father's Day. In our rich tradition, we didn't separate and distinguish days like this. We knew how to honor our parents. We knew how to honor and respect our mothers and our fathers, that we didn't need a day out of the year to be reminded of the value, beauty, and love of mother or father, that the um, enemy commercializes on the emotions as well as guilt of the people <laughs> for not doing what should come naturally. Why should I wait until June to take my father out to dinner? Why should I wait to May to give my mother a bouquet of flowers and, and a card? And every child that a woman is blessed to bring into the world that day that we tend to celebrate as our day of birth, that's the real Mother's Day for that woman who brought a child into the world. So as black men and women, we were deprived of knowledge and the deprivation of knowledge produces ignorance. So we have tried to be and do what is expected, but most in ignorance. The enemy never intended or intends we access the essential knowledge that will make us who and what God desires us to be. Question. In understanding the value and role of father, the role of mother, how important is God in that equation? The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, quote, you can't be a father without God. You don't know how to be a father or a husband without God.
And as men, it has been our failure to submit to God that has weakened us in our ability to be a father or a husband. And when you rebel against God, you weaken your own power to provide a place for your wife, to provide a wholesome environment for your children, end quote. Every human being needs a father. The minister said, otherwise God would not have ordained such. He goes on to teach us that every human being needs a father, but most humans who are fathers do not generally know how to be that. We think that the sperm that is emitted, which produces life, makes us a father. But the sperm that produces physical life is what starts a man on the journey to prove what he has learned up to that point that prepares him to be a father. Does the same principle apply to motherhood? I think so. Because to become pregnant and deliver a child from your womb doesn't necessarily make you a mother. Both mother, father, these are roles that have to be learned because it's easy to produce a child. It's harder to raise a child. Can I get a witness in the virtual audience and in the live audience? The minister said, there are too few of us around these days who know the real work, or role, pardon me, of a father. The question is, how can you and I learn what our role as a father is? Where will you find a book or something to teach us to be what all of us eventually become as men. If we live, we are born to procreate. So we become what should be a father. But because we have never known a father, or we don't have a guide to how to be a father, we rarely become that. I don't know but do higher institutions of learning today offer courses in the role of father and mother? No. What about husband and wife? Now you can become a doctor, a nurse, a lawyer, 
a teacher, an engineer, but one of the greatest and biggest responsibilities and roles that each of us play in life is husband, wife, father, mother. That's big. And to not know that role can greatly impact and affect our careers, our profession, the quality of our life is impacted by our relationships, particularly marriage, becoming a husband, a wife, and then having children and the great enormous responsibility of parenting children. Big, big, big. So if we rarely become that, where do we go? Where's the book on how to be a father? Now, Allah says in the Quran that each creature is created in need. Therefore, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, Allah God is the supplier of all needs. Allah God is independent of his creatures, but he created all of his creatures to depend on him. Every human need is a human right. When we are born into this world, we are complete yet incomplete. Therefore, we have needs. All human beings have a need to be made secure or to feel safe. As we grow in life, our needs may change, but the need to be made secure will follow us from birth until death. Remember, the minister said, the need to be made secure is with us throughout our lives. So as we grow, what it takes to secure us mentally, spiritually, morally, economically, and politically is always at work. The baby is secured in its mother's womb, but when it comes into its new environment, it cries out because it's insecure. The baby is secured by the love and the warmth of the mother's body. It is secured by the milk that flows from its mother's breast. It is also secured by the loving care of a mother who makes sure that the needs of the baby to be fed, to be changed, to be in a clean and safe environment are all met. All of this must be provided by the mother with the help of the father. Love is a human need. That's a subject in and of itself. Love is a human need.
all of us as social beings want and seek a sense of belonging. Every human being wants to be validated. Every human being needs attention. Every human being wants to be approved. Therefore, invalidation disfigures us, marks us, damages us. Putting another human being down and belittling that human being and diminishing the value of that human being. This is what causes us or exacerbates pre-existing insecurities. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said that love is a human need, therefore to be loved is a human right. To feel the warmth of a loving embrace is a human need. It is a human right to be encircled by the love of a mother, a father, a sister, or a brother who love each other. To have a sense of family is a human need. Therefore, to have a family or to be a part of a family is a human right. We are born into the world knowing nothing, but we are born into a universe filled with knowledge. All children find refuge in mother or father because they don't know yet the Lord of men, the King of men, the God of men. So when you look at the word father in the dictionary, to father something means to create, to found, to originate, and to acknowledge responsibility. The minister said, quote, we call old and venerable men father because the word venerable means one that is worthy of respect or reverence by reason of character, dignity, position, or age. Every father wants to be respected by his children. Every father wants to be worthy of respect and reverence by reason of good character, his good works, his fair treatment to his children. Every father earns that respect by the exercise of wisdom and by the securing of his family needs. And most importantly, how a man treats the woman. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, the best among you is he who is most kind to his mother and his wife. But in that word, father, dear brothers and sisters, 
you have the word father, father, F-A-R. Every father is to prepare today for tomorrow. Because in that word further or farther, it's beyond the point already reached by our lives as men and as fathers that have been on the journey of life. It's a distance that already has been covered. So when I, as a good father, I'm preparing a future for my children that where my life ends and my work stops, my sons, my daughter, my offspring can take it to the next level. There's no advancement or progress if I lead to my children that which does not allow them to take it to another level. Does that make sense? The aim of the enemy from the beginning is the destruction of the black male and the corruption and subjugation of the black woman. In order for the white man to gain dominion, he had to displace, remove, and destroy the ruler that he found when he came on the planet. According to the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, at the root of the idea of white supremacy is the killing of the black. The destruction of the black male is the destruction of the black family. The destruction of the black male is the destruction of the community. It's the destruction of a nation. So the enemy always first goes to the family, the community, and nation's natural protection and guide. That's why the enemy had to attack the foundation of the nation of Islam, the foundation and cornerstone of the nation of Islam is the man. The man Elijah Muhammad, the man that Elijah Muhammad represented to us as God in person, Master Far Muhammad, once the enemy could destroy that, then the body of knowledge is, falls away with the man. Because the aim of the enemy is to always destroy the man. Once you destroy the man, you have access to the woman and access to the womb to influence now the children that come from the womb of the female. Y'all all right? 
So every child needs the love of a father. And every child needs the loving care, attention, validation, and protection of a father. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has said to us that a strong home, strong family produces strong community. Strengthening the black family. When did we have one? Think about that. We got to strengthen the black community, but the minister raised the question, when did we have one? It was not the aim of the violent men that tore us away from our African roots to give us a strong black family. A strong black family has at its cornerstone a strong black woman. It was not the aim of the slave master to give us a strong moral woman as the cornerstone of our family and a strong father. When you have a strong home and a strong family, you've got a strong community. But when you don't know how to make a home, then you don't know how to make a family, nor keep a family. So when there is no community, the nation falls apart. Now, brothers and sisters, mothers, fathers, many of our children are hurting. And they are hurting because of circumstances and conditions that they did not create. They are victims of circumstances. So in our children, there's a lot of anger, there's bitterness and resentment. And that bitterness and that anger that's in our children is towards their parents, towards the society. And it's displayed in the home, displayed and manifested in the schools, displayed and manifested on our streets. Today, children are rising up against their parents. Children are disobedient to their parents and are rebelling against authority. And it's one of the signs that Jesus said would mark the end times, that children would be disobedient to their parents. And the Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah, as for my children, for my people, pardon me, as for my people, God is talking. Children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. O oh, my people, they which lead thee cause thee to err and destroy the way of thy paths. See? Those that lead thee, those that are in power. Isaiah, in that same chapter further, writes, or in the earlier verse, is talking about the people will oppress one another. Man against man, neighbor against neighbor. The young will rise up against the old and the base against the honorable. 
You and I wonder why the children today have no feeling. They got feelings. They may not have feelings for you, for me, but they got feelings. But in general, our children are hard, cold, having no feeling, no compassion. So the minister said, quote, it's so easy for them to cuss the mother, so easy for them to strike down their own father because there's no bond between us and our children. Not because we wanted it that way, but because of the architects of death. So we don't fight against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. It is this that you can't see, but they make decisions that affect our lives. And we, like sheep, are led the way we're going, and the way we're going is destructive to us and to our children and to our families. And this is why there's hopelessness and despair and violence and blood running in the streets. Because violence is born of hopelessness and despair. Wherever there is hope, there is life. And wherever there is life, the minister said, there is love. And wherever there is love, there is harmony. There is peace. There is togetherness. But when there is despair and hopelessness, violence is bred. Hopelessness is the mother of violence. So our children have no hope in their parents. They see no hope in their churches. They see no hope in their present crop of leaders, so they turn inward in a destructive way because we have dropped the ball of leadership of our own children. Our children and we did not make ourselves. Circumstances and conditions beyond our control have shaped us into what we are. Education, the society, religion, economics have all played a role in the shaping of our lives. Well, if it's conditions and circumstances that have shaped us and the realities we are challenged by, Allah says in the Quran that he doesn't change the condition of a people until the people change their own condition. But the question is, how can we change our own condition without Allah's help? We can't help ourselves. So it's like the commercial, I fell down. But I can't get up. I can't get up on my own. 
So I have to, what is it's called, lifeline? Yeah. I, I got a call for some help. Lord, Lord, help me. Because I have fallen down. And I cannot get up on my own. God hears the cry. God answers the call. And he intervenes in the affairs of the people. He comes into the condition of the people. And he raises one from the people through whom the people can, can change their own condition. But they have to change that condition by starting with themselves. The realities in our lives, in the community, in the world, are the result of how a man thinks in his heart. We can't change these realities without a renewed mind. So the scripture says, yes, yes, you need the change, all right. But be transformed, be changed by the renewing of your mind. So God has to introduce a new mind to the old mind that has created unfavorable, unsatisfactory conditions so that the people can have the power to change their own condition. Y'all all right? I think that we all can agree that there are too few of us around these days who know the real role of a father. So where do we turn? Can I be a good father without an example? I don't think so. I need an example in my life and I need a teacher that can teach me how to be a father. Most of us are good men and good fathers. And if we're not, we certainly want to be. I realize personally more and more this tremendous responsibility of being a father. And I, like so many, did not have a father in the home. I, like so many, did not have the benefit of a father in my life. That is the physical presence of dad in the home. I did not meet my biological father until I was seven. And even then, my father had a nation to father, to father, to father, to further. 
And the absence of, if I could say it affectionately like this, of dad in my life produced many insecurities. I know you all can relate to this. But I was blessed to be given a father who represents the father, my father. I was blessed as you are blessed with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Look. You know what makes Jesus so wonderful, so extraordinary? See, Jesus was not born or made in a remote part of the galaxy and transported to Earth. That's one. Very important. Because how do, how do you give hope to the hopeless except you have one that is close to your condition? That I know that if I apply myself the way this man has applied himself to what God has brought into his life, Jesus is personable. Jesus is like every human being in that every human being struggles in the journey of life. But Jesus overcomes the vicissitudes of life. He gains the victory that all might share and claim the victory in life. He's so wonderful because he also doesn't have the presence of a physical father in his life. <clears throat> so the scripture said he's declared the son of God according to the spirit. But he had a biological father. And the genealogy of Jesus is introduced in the gospel according to uh, Matthew. According to the flesh, he comes from the house of Jesse and the seed of David. That is through the relationship of his biological father, Joseph. But he's declared the son of God. <clears throat> According to the spirit. Was it not Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him? He was an orphan. But he developed a relationship with God. He did not have the benefit of the physical father being in his life. 
He lost both his mother and his father by the age of five. But he turned out not just all right. He turned out to be a great one for God and a great one in the cause of God. But dad was not present physically. So all of us that have the absence of the physical father, there is a father who is the father who made it possible for a father to produce you and I. See, we all come from God through our mothers and our fathers. Y'all all right? The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was raised by a single parent. Hmm? Raised without the physical presence of a father. And he had the benefit of a strong, beautiful black woman like tens and thousands of single black mothers who have to raise their children in the absence of a father. But he would find his heavenly father. <laughs> he would find the man that he had been searching for all of his life. And inasmuch, dear brothers, as we know by jest, placing the seed of life in the womb of the mother or the woman, that doesn't make us a father. Neither by being male can we be considered man. God is a man. Wow. So when you have a fully developed, cultivated man that is made and evolved out of male, when we say manhood, God has to be present in that development and when you have a real man, you have the manifestation of God. For the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, God is a man. Y'all all right? This special relationship of Jesus, you know, there's an expression that goes... He looked beyond my faults and saw my need. Mm. That's what makes him a wonderful counselor. Because he, growing up in and from our condition, understands the circumstances 
that have come into our life. And he does not look at our faults, but he sees the need. There's a song that goes, Brother Jeffrey, how does it go? Um, while everybody saw the worst in me. He, 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 he saw the best in me. That's the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Happy, happy Father's Day to our minister. So, brothers and sisters, did you know that after slavery, we tried to marry and make meaning of our marriages? The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has taught, and it's there in the history, that when blacks were in the South, we produced strong families as sharecroppers and living on plantations. And because our grandmothers and grandfathers and our fathers and our mothers, they stayed together through thick and thin, trying to make a family. We do not want to struggle. We, in our dissatisfaction in our marriages, we want to check out at the expense of children being hurt and damaged in the separation of the mother and father. They worked, our grandparents, during slavery and on the plantations from sunup to sundown for very little pay. And our parents and grandparents in that period of time worked very hard to see that their children would get a quality education to advance them further. Is that right? But the minister said, not for you and I to become a white man in a black body, but for us to get the knowledge and come back and lift our people up. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to us that our first parents were brought here. He said that they were killed after giving birth to our first babies to prevent them from teaching their children anything of self or their God and people. And that this act of murdering our forefathers by the slave masters left their children to be taught and reared in whatever pleased the slave masters. And we are from those children. The aim of the enemy and what he did in slavery was separate the black family. Separate the black family. Separate the children, particularly from the man, so that the man would not be involved in the development of his children.
This is real. And it plays out all the way to the present day. Frederick Douglass, who had tensions with his father, did not have a healthy relationship. He said, I say nothing of father, for he is shrouded in a mystery I have never been able to penetrate. Slavery does away with fathers as it does away with families. Slavery has no use for either fathers or families, and its laws do not recognize their existence in the social arrangements of the plantation. When they do exist, they are not the outgrowths of slavery, that are, but are antagonistic to that system. The order of civilization is reversed here. That's the business of the enemy. The reversal of the natural roles. The reversal of, reversal of the nature of the male and the female. He's in the business of destroying the institution of marriage. Yes, he is. Whenever you can set up laws in the society that will license two women to be married at the altar or two men. This is a total contradiction and opposition to what God has set up. Is that right? Now, brothers and sisters, there's far too much dissatisfaction in the relationship between a man and a woman. In this society, divorce is high, and it's a clear sign of the decline of America. And wherever you find high divorce, it is a sign of the decline of that nation. As I see it, the dynamics in a relationship is the root cause of fathers being absent or distant from their children. It is not that a black father does not want to be with his children and enjoy a healthy, close relationship with them, but too often anger bitterness and animosity that exists between the mother and the father drives the man away. How can you build, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said, quote, a strong family with no man who is responsible, who cares nothing for the woman, only uses her as an object of pleasure and then casts her away with her baby as though he had nothing to do with it at all. But then he raises the question, who made you like this? 
And why hasn't school and home and church and civic organizations corrected the condition of slavery? The unfulfilled expectations of a woman in the man can cause her to punish the man by keeping the father from his children. Naturally, 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 if a man is not giving financial support to the mother to aid in the care of a child, the mother will keep the child from the father because she doesn't feel he deserves to have access to his children if he's not willing to maintain them. It's a very sensitive issue. But we must keep in mind the effect that our decisions have on the child and the long unintended consequences of the decisions and choices we make. And one of the reasons, brothers and sisters, that God prohibits premarital sex, fornication, is that when we are not serious about who we lay down with, out of the natural law of procreation, a pregnancy can come. And if we are not committed to each other, then we deprive that child of a loving, wholesome home when you have the mother and the father together raising the child. Every law of God is for our protection. Every law is out of his love. We set up rules in the home as parents for our children. They may interpret some of the rules as being restrictive, prohibitive, right? And limiting their freedom. But those rules are to protect the children from harm and danger. So God's laws is for our protection. Statistics show, or I should say this first. So dear sister, you should never give yourself to a man without a commitment because this will save you from a lot of stress. Now, we know that statistics show that the absence of father contributes to a child's poor performance in school. Trouble in the home comes to the school. And a teacher oftentimes has to interrupt the instruction to deal with a child that's looking out the window, is distracted, and a lot of the behavior, the restlessness, huh? the agitation, the irritation, huh? the hostility, and the fights that break out is because of what the children are subjected to in the home. So a teacher has to take a moment to try and bring that child into present time 
and help the child to turn its attention and preoccupation and pain away from what is happening in the home. This is real. This is what we are living. And we can't act as though it does not exist, that we don't address the problem and find solutions to correct the problem because it's manifesting in the society as we speak. These dynamics at home affect a child's self-esteem, self-confidence, the insecurities of our children that manifest an anti-social behavior, drug and alcohol abuse. So we, as parents, have to rise above our emotions to see the bigger picture and see and do what is in the best interest of the child. We live in a violent society. Fighting and killings and mass murders is, is the order of the day. And it's increasing because of so much dissatisfaction in the society. White people tell us, the minister said, it's terrible that we should be violent. <laughs> I love the minister. Great defender of the oppressed. Great defender of black people and the oppressed of our planet. But particularly the black man of America and the black and darker people of our world. He said, we have had the most violent of teachers. White people tell us it's terrible that we should be violent, but we have had the most violent of teachers. Everything that white America glorifies in violent is at its root. Come on. He said, let's look at violence. It was an act of violence to rip millions of black people away from their kith and kin. It was an act of violence to put us in the holds of ships and bring us across the Atlantic and sell us as slaves to their brethren. It was an act of violence to make sure that you and I would grow up not knowing our own names, not speaking our own language, not knowing our own history not ever seeing our own mother's dressing room, that today black people are wearing African garments. Why now? Why not then? Because you didn't know what your mother or father dressed like because they took us violently from our culture, from our history, from our God, from our religion, and they separated us one from the other. To this hour, no institution in America has corrected the evil that violent white people have done to the black masses. And every time we produce a leader who can correct the situation, that leader is attacked by the same violent people who put us in this condition. 
And this is why we've lost every meaningful leader that we have produced, not only on the side of the Atlantic, but every time Africa produced a strong leader, the violent forces of Europe and America destroyed that leadership. It is leadership that God raises to give people sight and guidance and knowledge. And whenever the enemy hears someone giving sight to our spiritual blindness, hearing to our spiritual deafness, and a tongue to our spiritual dumbness, they attack that leader because they don't want a real man to stand in front of young black boys. They don't want a strong lion to roar for strong black children. They're satisfied with a kitten purring as though we are cats. We are not the domesticated cats or to be referred to as that. But the scripture talks about the man being a lion. A lion in Judah. Why do you need a lion? Because a lion is the king of the jungle. And you and I cannot return to kingship, rulership with some weak I had to catch myself. You can't be free with punctified, compromising leaders. Our freedom is at stake today. Be very careful how the enemy appeases you. To make Juneteenth a holiday is an appeasement. It's part of the pacifier effect. Here we are since the horrible killing of George Floyd and the killing of our young brothers and sisters at the hands of police. What do we want? We want justice. But the enemy always comes behind. Give the slaves a day off. Give them a holiday. There was a time where the slave was not permitted to celebrate the white man's holidays. You were to work to make his holiday a celebration for him and his people. But when we started protesting, I'm talking my way back then, well, give the niggas. A day off. Huh? I'm not trying to offend because I cry for justice and I seeking justice 
is right. But do not be deceived. National Independence Day. Why would you take that turn? You know that God is offering independence to the one slave. So you're going to call it National Independence Day. When the historians right now are arguing because in many states, slavery had, was not even abolished by the time that it was pronounced. I think it's Galveston, Texas, where Juneteenth comes from. Come on now. Look, the enemy wants to lull us asleep. Every time we rise with fervor, huh? he has to find a way huh? to wisely deceive us and to make us to think that we have a future with them. But you got to ask yourself, do they have a future? Where are you going? Where's your society going? How much debt are you in? How many friends do you have around the world? Do I want a future with you when you have lost friendship all around the world? And that within five years, China is going to outstrip America as the world's number one economy and you are pumping more money into the economy that they cannot pay back. So you and I have to be, I think, a little more intelligent. Now they want to advance reparations in city councils across the country. What's that all about? The enemy always tries to find a way to sabotage the real intent and desire of, I call it, the freedom movement. Civil rights was never the aim in the 40s. It was always human rights. But after the war, America did not want to be embarrassed on the world stage with her injustice to black people in America. So the enemy came in and steered it away from what the real issue was and remained. We are in violation, not of civil rights, but human rights. And what are human rights? Human rights 
is freedom, justice, equality. These are the three essentials of life itself. And when you are deprived of those three essentials, then you don't have life. You don't have the means to pursue happiness. Huh? Where's the happiness? Where is the peace? Where is our security outside of those principles? Excuse my uh, passion. I don't, sometimes I don't know if I'm yelling or just raising the volume. God did not come to deliver you from your condition to make you a better servant of the enemy. He came to deliver you out from the enemy and set you and place you and put you and I on some of this earth that we can call our own. That we can have the joy that other independent nations have. So be careful of the pacifier effect. But at this point, you can put that pacifier in the child. But every mother knows if the child ain't getting no milk, they spit the pacifier out. I think we exhausted that point. I think we should probably go home. Let's close with this beautiful scripture. For unto us a child is born. Mm. Who's the us that the child is born from? And this son, I mean this child, is a son that God gives to the people who becomes a father. Mm. He becomes a wonderful counselor, a mighty God. An everlasting father. The prince of peace. And upon his shoulders is a government. And of the increase of his government of peace, there shall be no end. Mm. It's a child who's a, given the title son. Mm. You know, as a father, when you produce a child, nobody can claim that child. Due to DNA, who's the daddy? Ain't a whole bunch of fathers involved. 
could have been a lot of men, but there was only one. Ah, see? He is a child that is from God. And God claims the child to be his. And nobody else can put claim on that one man that he has raised. Ah. They can't claim Elijah Muhammad. They cannot claim Louis Farrakhan. Though both had a short time in their institutions of learning, but the scripture says this one that God raises is learned but without letters. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Who taught Elijah Muhammad? Who taught and is teaching Louis Farrakhan? Look at the wisdom and the knowledge that come from these two men. You and I have to bear witness when we listen to them that that is nothing but wisdom that is coming from heaven, coming from on high to a people who have been destroyed from the lack of knowledge. So the scripture says, how will they know? How will I know? what it is to be a man, what it is to be a woman. How will I know how to be a husband, how to be a wife, how to be a mother, how to be a father, how to be myself? How will they know? Except they enroll in grambling. Oh, how would they know except they enroll in the University of Chicago? It didn't say that. Yale, Princeton, Harvard, Chicago State. How will they know except they have a teacher? And how will they have a teacher? See? is letting you know that the condition that they're in, the world that they're in, it's not going to give them a teacher. That teacher has to be sent. It comes from the outside of the world and the nation and the society that destroyed them. It's God that intervenes. It's God that comes. It's God that raises one from the people. And in the man that he raises, that man becomes a teacher. He is the master teacher. And he will grow up among them. And they, they, that witness his evolution will not be able to deny 
that the, this man was not made by human hands. This is a stone hewed out of the mountain with no hands. This is a human being in whom the Lord God has breathed into. This is he who is made by God as the door. This is he that God has made as the light of the world, in the world, of the world. This is the one that no one can deny is the truth. Not a truth, the truth, the life, the resurrection. It is he who grew up with you, close to your and my condition. Huh? He didn't have a father. You didn't know your father. You didn't know your father. Or oh, you have a strained relationship. But he met one. So when Jesus said or was asked, how should we pray? How should we pray, Lord? Pray on this wise. Our Father, stop. What? And the beauty of this relationship of Jesus with God is that no other prophet before or after him introduces God in such an affectionate personal term. Father. Why? Because father, as we ex shared earlier, means originator. Mm. Founder. Whoa. He's a builder. Father of something totally new. But he is sharing his father in the words, our father. So that no matter what you're missing in your life, if daddy is absent, it's okay. My father is your father. He's our Father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Do you know that you and I are actually witnessing what is there in the scriptures of Jesus in the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and his relationship with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad? Oh, y'all sound like y'all, those masks, although I... We are actually witnessing, brothers and sisters, what is found right there in the scriptures. And this wonderful relationship of this Jesus 
with his father. Our father. God giving a father to the fatherless. Let us, brothers and sisters, seek God. Every father, every mother that wants to be a good mother, to be a good father, seek God. Connect with him. Establish a relationship with God. When you look at your children, these are the minister's words, let us as men thank Allah God for the women or the woman that bore your sons or your daughters. Thank you, dear wife, for giving me such precious children. Thank you, my ex-wife, for giving me precious children. And I realize, as you get older, mistakes. <sighs> but we as men, the minister said, we must be kind to our women. And we must accept responsibility to help them in the rearing of our children. The minister said, think about the son or the daughter that you brought into this world that you have not even communicated with in years. Write your children if they are away from you and do not be too proud to say, son, I have been wrong. Do you know a lot of our children shut down because they feel that we are too proud and that we are sometimes too arrogant to listen? Do you know that if you really, really want an honest view of yourself, you can go to the mirror but the mirror are the children. You may not like what they say. You may not agree with them. But it's worth taking what they have to say about us that would allow us to improve ourselves. So the minister said, that don't, don't be too proud to say to your children, I've been wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Do you know your children will love you more if you could muster the courage to say, Daddy was wrong? But I intend to make it right, and I hope you will forgive me for not being to you as I should. Humility. Sit with your child. Hey, the God knows, you know, your wife knows, your friend knows, everybody else knows. Son, I'm sorry. I have asked Allah 
for forgiveness. And I ask your forgiveness. And don't take it back if they reject it. Sometimes they're so full of pain. And some of us, you know, we, we get real upset if we go to somebody and we've asked their forgiveness and they withhold. Mm -hmm. Anything else you got to say? I done come to you humbling myself. Do you know what it took for me? You let that person take in your sincere apology. It's the first step. It's in the steps of atonement. Let's reconcile our differences and let us, above all, strengthen our relationship with God so that each of us can be the best that you and I can be. I remind all of our beautiful mothers, I have met many, 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 many black men who struggle in living up to their duties and responsibilities as a father. But I never have met a black man that did not love his children. I have never met a black man that did not love his children. So I think we need to change the narrative and not participate in the promotion of the negative stereotypes that the white man puts on black men. A black man, because of circumstances, the relationship is severed. But I don't think that you can say that that brother does not love his children. Let us honor the black father. Let us honor mother and father that our days may be blessed from the Lord and that our days will be long in the land with success because we honor and respect our mothers and our fathers. Happy Father's Day. Thank you for listening as we greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. Let us give student minister Ishmael Muhammad a well-deserved round of applause. As he said so beautifully, we thank Allah for giving to us a father in the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and in the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I know that he has touched the hearts of all of us. And those that are listening for your first time, no matter where you are, and you have a further desire and an interest to learn more, 
of the magnificent teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Those who are at home, there's a button you can push and you can log on at NOI.org. There's a button where you want to accept and learn more. You can go ahead now, send us your name, your email address, your information, your interests in the nation of Islam. And for the rest of us, those that need to recommit, let's do that today. Let's now make that our honor and pledge to God. God, we're going to try our best to do this right and serve you and serve you alone because ultimately God is the best father that any of us can have. We've all been touched so strong that we now ask that you help Minister Ishmael did his part with nation building, with family building, with school building. And for whatever Allah has blessed you to earn, we ask that you now share some of what God has blessed you in the form of charity. We have a button online that you can push to give to help in the ministry of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It says in the Bible in Malachi chapter 3 verse 11, God says, bring the whole of the storehouse into my storehouse. Or bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. God says, test me in this and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. We all know we need that kind of blessing, that there's no room to store what God has. But let us give now, those that are watching across the world, give to help the ministry of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And for everyone, make sure that you get a copy of this week's Final Call edition. You can get the copy from the brothers and sisters that you see around the country that are selling it. You can also go online to get our paper. You can get the digital copy at finalcalldigital.com. I repeat, you can get this paper and subscribe. The, the Final Call Digital Edition, you can go right now to the finalcalldigital.com and get our paper. And for more books and tapes of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, you can go to store.finalcall.com. Order every book that you see. Get every tape that you see and learn more about yourself, learn about your family. And also, 24 hours a day, I repeat, 24 hours a day, we're live at Final Call Radio, finalcall.com. You can hear the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan 24 hours a day. You listen. Have your children listen to hear the word of Almighty God Allah. Tune in to finalcallradio.com. And also, after Father's Day dinner, make sure you have for your dessert, not Dairy Queen, not somebody else's ice cream, unless it's from a black-owned place. We want you to have our supreme bean pie. This is, we now have our nationwide delivery. We're supporting independent education, and our bean pie has never tasted so sweet. You can go online to www.thesupremebeanpie.com com and order your delicious bean pie right now. We thank each and every person. You can join us every week, Sunday at 10 a.m. We look for you to be right back, Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. We thank each and every one of you. Take home what you heard. Share it with somebody. Don't keep it to yourself. As soon as you leave, go share and tell someone what you heard today at Mas Mariam from the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. 
And as we began our meeting, 